Therapist Responds, Episode 7, Trying to Outrun My Mind. In the previous episode, we explored the question, how do we recognize that we feel unsafe in our mind? We explored the answer to this question in the form of internally feeling not good enough, not capable enough, to deal with the environment we find ourselves in, while repeatedly being told that what we feel is a creation of our mind alone. We were then left with the question, what happens when we begin to feel unsafe in our mind? How do we understand it? What can we do about it? You know, people say that psychology is the subject of individual difference and don't get me wrong. I do agree. But as a therapist, I often stand back and gaze in awe at how similar mental pain can look like. I don't mean to say that all mental pain manifests the same way. No, not at all. But I do wish to share the view from my clinical hour, where so much psychological distress unfolds before me. I could paint a picture for you. I could show you what feeling unsafe in the mind could look like. But do me a favour, will you? Tell me, if you've seen or felt, if only a blurred image of this painting before. Imagine this, an inner world where the most prominent voice is the voice that tells you, you're not going anywhere. You will not be able to complete any task and you will definitely disappoint or be disappointed by the people around you. What's worse, you're own behaviour and your experience starts aligning with this voice, making the part of you that believes in you sound weaker and smaller until there's only silence. That's what feeling unsafe in the mind can look like. And what should we do if we find ourselves here? Well, run. Run, of course. Run as fast as you can. Except How do you outrun your mind? How indeed? You see, the mind cannot be outrun, but as some of you may be aware, particularly the ones that have seen this painting before, you can distract your mind away. That's the only running you have access to, in fact. You focus on something else, for example, listen to music, dance, talk to people, meet people, date people, I'm looking at you, random dating apps. And for a while it works. The voice is not as loud anymore. You have managed to distract and consequently dissociate pretty successfully. And then, back to feeling unsafe. Well, it's time for strategy two. Rerouting experience for vicarious relief. It looks something like this. You find people around you who are distressed. They have a similar painting in their mind, perhaps, which they cannot see. So you volunteer and bear to look at their painting of feeling unsafe in the mind, with the unconscious wish, perhaps, that maybe, just maybe, helping them is going to help you too, directly or indirectly. Let me show you how this looks like. Sometimes repeated relationship failures 
losing friends who meant the world to you, broken romantic relationships. It can also be seen in all the times you try and hold something, but it slips and breaks again and again. It could also be a relationship with you, your own self. You're left with a feeling of emotional exhaustion which overwhelms you and threatens your ability to work and play. And finally, strategy three, the limbo. By this stage, you've decided to not engage with anything that could even remotely trigger you. You delve deeper and deeper in work, citing success as the only measure of happiness in your world. After some time, there is no voice in your inner world. Unfortunately, there is no one in your inner world either. The experiences you have, the growth in life that you've seen, seems to turn hollow after a while, as though good food simply vanishes from inside you. And it's not replaced by hunger either, but by a void. A void which makes eerie sounds as the winds of time blow through it, inviting your attention, but not succeeding to make you dwell on it. This description could also be a diagnostic write-up. The first two strategies, a description of tackling anxiety and then a slow descent into depressive tendencies. While you hone your skills to dissociate from experience, from being in your body, until it is near impossible to stay inside one's body and one's mind. I'm aware of how some of you might feel that my understanding sounds judgmental. Oh, so you judge people who go on too many dates? Who've had too many broken relationships? If I listen to too much music, then I'm trying to turn away, run away from what's inside my mind? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm describing a very specific unconscious pattern which is aimed at providing relief from feeling attacked in one's own mind. It's not a problem if you love to be lost in music, but something is amiss if you cannot feel safe in your own body, in your own mind, unless you have music to, to soothe you. It's not the activity that demands attention, it is the intention with which we indulge in the activity. The pattern is unconscious communication and in order to understand what psychological distress looks like, we need to tune into these patterns of feeling unsafe in our mind. And how do we do this? How do we tune into our unconscious patterns with curiosity and respect for ourselves as we try and look at our own paintings of feeling unsafe in the mind? Stay tuned to the next episode as we continue to explore questions that crave answers. My name is Ashwasti Tripathi and this is a therapist responds.